This one's going to be juicy. Have you ever felt like a deer in headlights where you just feel frozen? Like you don't know what to do or how to just get back up? Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. Feeling stuck in life is normal. Let's just say that out loud. That's important because we have all been there. When you feel like you're not making any progress at all, or you don't think where you are is where you should be, maybe you've been doing everything right, but something is still holding you back and something is still not quite right. Everybody's life is different and some people find themselves at a loss for how to move forward. So in this episode, we're going to look at a little bit of the psychology of why we might be feeling stuck And then I'll share five ways, five tactics of how you can get unstuck. We're first going to identify four reasons why we might be feeling stuck. I've read that even though we feel like we aren't doing anything, being stuck is actually a motivated state. This doesn't even sound intuitive. It seems like it would be a static state or a flat state, but it's not. It's definitely one where we're not at peace. You might have a feeling of lack or that something is missing. And if you had everything you were wanting, you'd be more at peace and feeling happy with where you are. So it's definitely a motivated state, but super confusing because we can't move forward from the lack of clarity. Many times we're super clear on what we want because it's a real need, like we're starving or we're so thirsty. Isn't it funny how when we're told we can't have water, then we can't stop thinking about having water? (laughs) I had surgery back in in December. And I remember the nurse saying, you know, okay, no food or drink after midnight. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I always drink during the night. I'm so thirsty. (laughs) It was like panic. So these are called appetitive drives. They're based on deprivation. And we want water because we're thirsty and we know exactly what we want. But This is not like that kind of a need. It's totally different. It's something missing and we just can't put our finger on it. So feeling unclear what you want is one of the reasons why you could be feeling stuck. Number two, what about having a major life change? Now, this can seem more substantive of a reason why we might be feeling stuck. And I'm not even gonna touch on the more serious or sad events in life where you experience true grief. That could be a whole different episode, but one I really don't feel qualified to talk about. From experience, let's talk about moving. That's a big life event. And personally, I think moving stinks, but I'm sure I could change my mindset on that and feel totally different. But let's just go with that right now. And actually, that, that should be a whole episode for later. And we could really dive into all about change, how to see it and how it can affect you. I'm going to write that down. Stay tuned for that one but you could really have gone through a bigger life event and it was hard. Maybe it was really disappointing for you or you don't know how to move on. Maybe it threw you into some uncomfortable situation. Maybe it even caused you to change your whole world and now you're like, I don't know what my place is right now. 
or it just took you away from some of your own identity. And right now it feels sad. This is normal. This is just life. Life events can get you stuck. We'll look at two more ways why we might be feeling like a deer in the headlights, and then we're going to go into how to get out of that, okay? Number three, another reason is not feeling good enough. All of us feel at one time or another that we don't have what it takes to do something. I know I felt like that. And what's worse, sometimes it's perfectly accurate. It's an accurate feeling. We sometimes just stink at stuff. Okay, I'm going to tell you this story because I want you to just laugh. You can laugh at me. Our family took a trip to Breckenridge and my husband's a really good skier and our kids were younger and they were going to go to ski school and learn how to ski. Now me, on the other hand, I don't ski. I water ski. I love water skiing. I've just not snow skied much. So I took a class, you know, the girls took a class. So our oldest daughter went with my husband on some bigger hills and my youngest daughter was so kind. She took me on the green hills and all of a sudden, these little whippersnappers are coming from the left and coming from the right, and they're so fast, and they're just moving down, and I'm going slower, trying to go slow, like those hairpin turns, you know, how you go this way and this way, trying to go slow. Well, they became shorter turns and shorter, because everyone's coming down the hill, and I'm getting this panicking, and I'm panicking, and I'm like at the bottom of the hill, you know, not yelling, I'm like practically in tears. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like it. And my husband's looking at me like, okay, it's okay. So I said, I'll try it one more time. So I went down this other green hill and I got about halfway down and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. So I sat down and I scooched all the way down the hill on my bottom. Yep. That's what I did. It was embarrassing, I'm sure, for everybody in the family, but that's what I did. It just wasn't worth for me to break something. It just wasn't. Now, I believe if we truly want to be good at something, we can learn to do it. And if you listen to my episode about the confidence, then you heard me talk about all the hours and time idea. You know, the more time and hours spent in learning, the more confident we become about that particular skill. But the trick is getting yourself to go and try and learn it and work and get confident despite the fear. Which brings me into the fourth reason why we get stuck. And that is the four letter word, F-E-A-R. We know this well. Sometimes when we feel stuck, it is because we have a fear. Fear for some reason, and sometimes like actually making a decision. But the question is why? Why are we afraid? Making the wrong decision? Maybe it's being afraid of taking a risk or afraid of missing out or afraid of like what effect our decision will have on other people or afraid of the change that we have to go through or a combination of these or D, all of the above. If you're listening to this and you got this far, you probably can relate to this topic and you don't want to feel stuck any longer. I so get that and I have been there. First, we're going to need to expect that something has to change. Change is a necessary catalyst for growth and we have to want that change. But change just doesn't happen to us. It comes from within us. Change might be scary and even painful in many ways, but it is necessary for getting unstuck. We have to anticipate that. We just have to. So let's talk about the five ways or five tactics to create that change and get unstuck. The first one is to take action. Sometimes the biggest breakthrough comes from just starting. 
taking some kind of step or action to get you going. And I'm sure you've heard clarity comes from action. It's true. I'm totally relating this right now with, you know, starting a podcast and and getting back into social media. And I find that, you know, I used to be in such a good rhythm when I was doing health and fitness coaching and it it would create such like the, the rhythm of posting would create conversations and I'd enjoy so much the conversations and the DMs and everything with everybody. But now I just miss it. I miss it. So it's starting back, trying to get back into that rhythm. And the only thing that's going to help is just doing it. It's just doing that. And then, you know, when you start that action, then you'll, you all of a sudden get more ideas and then you kind of get into just more of a flow. And so feeling unclear, as we talked about earlier, it just feels worse when we're not doing the action and we're just thinking and then overthinking and then we think more. So we're just in the same place. We can apply this to a variety of situations, but being unclear makes it hard to choose what step to even take, right? In my opinion, it's then always best to just think outside yourself. I find that if I just start thinking about someone else or doing something nice for someone or it's just getting you out of your own bubble. Sometimes we're trapped and it's so bad that we can't even see clearly. And then doing something for others, thinking about others or, you know, thinking about everybody else or, you know, family, friends, whatever it is, instead of this crazy stuck state that we might be in, it gets us into some different action. And then maybe you might be able to start seeing your situation differently. Another way is to write things down. And don't just write like this big to-do list. No, no, no. We're going to start by writing down a few steps for each day or even the week. I actually use Trello for a lot of my organization, podcast planning, weekly planning. It is an amazing tool. If you haven't um, looked into it, I would definitely check it out. And what I found is that if I look at a whole week and create just one simple card for that week, and I call it my power planning, and I put on there all of the things I want to get done for that week, and I want to make sure that I'm not writing a whole to-do list, I'm writing what are the four to five things that I'm going to be able to do that get me into action, that actually moves the needle. And then the more progress you make by one step, one step, the next step, you can check these things off that slowly gets you out of your own head. And then over time, you're making steps, you're doing things and more clarity will come. The second way actually goes hand in hand a lot with the first one. The first one's like getting into action. And the second one is really stepping out of your comfort zone. Because sometimes the actions, you know, you you try to like dip your toe in the water. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to start taking the, the steps that almost make you feel uncomfortable. Let me give you an example. So when I started my health and fitness coaching years ago, I remember that everyone was saying, oh, you have to be on Instagram and post and share your journey and, you know, help inspire people. And I was like, what? What, what are you talking about? And that was years ago where it wasn't as, as much of a thing. Facebook was, but not Instagram. And I wasn't even on Instagram. It was so new to me. I had no clue how to use it. No idea what I was doing. I'm like, I'm not a photographer. I don't know what to post. Remember when Instagram was like this beautiful like feed of photos. So all I'm thinking was, I, I like felt so stuck. I, I spent weeks of doing nothing. I mean, I had all the feels. It was so uncomfortable. It was just like, I don't know what to do. So 
as time went on, I just thought, I'm, I'm just going to start. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. It's probably going to stink. It's probably going to be horrible. But once you just started, it just kind of got you going. And it, you know, a lot of the posts I'm sure were terrible or too much overthinking went into it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if I had a good strategy, but what the amazing thing was it did start the great conversations with people. And and for me, that that was the thing that I needed to get things moving in my situation at that time. You can apply this to anything, right? Think about your journey right now. What are the things that can get you into action that would move the needle for you? And maybe it is really, you don't have a vision yet. And I think that can be a real good, even separate episode of what's your vision? What what do you want in your future? And that's going to pull you out. So summing up these two points, I would say, Stop overthinking and trying to figure out, oh, why do I feel so stuck? Oh, why do I feel this way? Just get into motion, get uncomfortable in that motion and keep making small steps and you will start to see and feel progress. The third one, check our mindset. Oh my gosh, mindset is, I think, one of the main common threads that move through every topic I, I, I love and, and I think it's, it's, it's a real thing. We have to step back a minute and almost try to look at our life from outside in. Have you ever tried that? I'm going to just talk for a moment to all of the women. If Guys, if there are any guys listening, you could tune out here for about 30 seconds. <laughs> but have you ever been so hormonal that you stop and think, what the heck? What the heck is wrong with me? There's nothing different. There's nothing different about today than yesterday. But why do I feel so bad? Or why do I feel so sad? And then you think, all right, well, maybe maybe it's just hormones. And you say, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. It's just going to be better tomorrow. And it really, really is, right? Have you ever experienced that? At least for me, that was the case. I would actually look from the outside in and say, nothing is different, Holly. Why are you feeling like this? And then I'd say, you know, I'm just going to get through this day. And it usually was the case. It was hormones. Okay, guys, if you're if you're just waiting, you can tune back in now. So I want you to look at it like this. What is the situation really like for you? As we talked about before, maybe you've been through a major life event, which can jolt us, truly jolt us. But how might, and I know this is tough, but how might we be able to shift how we see it? Is our state of stuckness, <laughs> it's a new word, um, because of something we are making worse in our own minds? Is it really accurately reflecting our situation or could we think about it differently? really consciously thinking about it differently. And then over time, things will start to feel better. If that feels too hard, and it is, then getting someone else to talk to during bigger life events, having someone to bounce your feelings off of our ideas helps so much because it's really helping with our perspective. Grabbing your best friend, a family member, or even a therapist, and this isn't giving you medical advice, trust me, for sure. I'm not a doctor or a therapist or anything, but I'm only sharing ideas of what worked for me. We just need things to try and inspiration and help from others. If you do end up talking to someone, it could really help. So let's go back to my move experience, the the big move, right? And I'm definitely going to do an episode on that one because it impacted me so much. I ended up talking to someone for a few times and it helped me tremendously. What I remember are these simple words, so powerful. She said to me, Holly, give yourself some grace. It has only been six weeks or whatever it was. 
But boy, those words were incredibly helpful. I'm going to say one word now, and this is where it's, it's so important. It is a loaded word. It's expectations. I really believe we need to take some emphasis here on this part. So if you're, if you're kind of away, come back to me right now. I believe expectation is like the enemy. It's like the devil. Because look, our expectations could lead to so many different things. Think about it. Our expectations could lead to so much disappointment, so much frustration, our own expectations of ourselves, or maybe we have expectations of our friends or our spouses or from our partners. If you're experiencing one thing and then the other person isn't doing that, or if you're expecting one thing, say of your partner or your spouse, and then they're doing something that's totally different, think about that. <laughs> Or you're expecting yourself to be, oh, I'm, I'm going to be here in three months, fill in the blank. Then three months from now, you're not there. Think about how that makes you feel. We're so hard on ourselves or we're so hard on others because of expectations. They're not aligned. Maybe you're hard on someone or they're hard on you and it's all wrapped in expectations. If you really dive into that one, it's huge. It really is a lot of times the problem. Give yourself some grace. It's really true that talking to someone, even if it's just getting one golden nugget like I got from that that woman, it can be so healing, so powerful, so helpful. Okay, moving on to the fourth one, and we're going to do some journaling. This can be super effective if you're stuck from either a fear that you're feeling or even if you're, you have a feeling that you're not good enough, that imposter syndrome, all of that. We spoke of these things. It's important to note that our perception of it is reality. Let's say you have a fear of speaking in front of the group. Someone else would think that's not a fear. It's super easy, but it's all relative because you perceive it to be a fear. So it is. So what you're going to do here is you're going to write down what you're perceiving to be fearful of. What is that fear or those fears? And we're going to write them down. And sometimes writing them down in so many ways, you can see it differently. In this exercise, it will show you one of two things. It will, one, it will either give you that aha moment that you actually see whatever you wrote down. Maybe it brings you to feel like, well, that's not as bad as I thought. It just feels differently when you, you're reading it, whether you wrote it down on paper or typed it up. But when you read it out loud to yourself, it's almost less scary than when you, what, what you were actually thinking in your mind or what you might be nervous about. So it will either give you that or it will give you the opposite. And it will show you that, wow, this is real. This is a valid fear and I need to do something about it. And then you figure out ways of how you can combat that fear. A lot of times dealing with it might be having a conversation about that fear with whoever it's related to, or maybe it's asking yourself, why? Why does this make me feel so scared? And just keep going. Why? What's the worst thing that can happen? And just digging down deep until you uncover the real source inside of why you feel this way. And then you can think of ways to conquer the fear. Last one. Five, refocus. I have heard, and I'm sure you've heard as well, about all the things that help us to refocus in different ways, like rearranging furniture, adding plants, or all these little ways to help you refocus and to get you out of a rut. But I am going to look a bit deeper and ask you to honestly ask yourself, where are you focusing your mind and thoughts every day? Where are they? How much are they focused on the problem and the negative? Or how much are they focused on the positive? The blessings that you have, the things you have to be grateful for. What are the things you say to others? 
Oh my gosh, this is such a big one because we can get wrapped up into this habit loop of negativity, right? And you can go down a rabbit hole of this negativity when you're feeling stuck. Oh, this, oh, this. <laughs> you've heard people like that, right? Or maybe you felt it yourself because I think it's something we've all gone through. So to help this, right, and to refocus, you start small and you think of one thing that you're grateful for that day. Or if you're feeling negative, stop yourself in your track. Stop your, is that how you say it? Stop yourself <laughs> in your track. Think of one thing that you're grateful for or one thing that makes you smile. Just stop it and redo something totally different. It's kind of training your brain in the habit of thinking of the negative thought will trigger you to think of a positive one. The more you get into that habit, you're going to find yourself doing it more often throughout the day. And that is, my friend, how you change that negative loop into a more positive one. Totally could be another episode just on that alone. <laughs> Our brain is super powerful in that. I'll tell you one last story and then we're going to wrap it up. I remember when the girls were little, probably in grade school and then going up to junior high. And I heard the fun way to end the night after a whole, you know, the book reading and all of that was to ask your kids, what are your three favorite things of the day? So we started doing that. You know, we just did it. Three favorites. What are your three favorites? And they'd rattle off some fun things. But what it did is it set their minds on the positive, fun things of that day instead of thinking about what maybe went wrong or what they didn't like. And think about that. That was just a simple thing that we did with our kids, but it's a powerful act for anyone. So whether you do it at night and you're reflecting on your day, or if you do it in the morning when you wake up and you reflect about all of the things you're grateful for, it could change your mind. It could change your thinking and refocus totally on the positive. That would be a really powerful one, I believe, to get you unstuck. Let's wrap it up. Here are the takeaways. There are many reasons why we feel stuck, and we covered four of them. One, you're unclear of what you want. Two, you've experienced a big life event. Three, you're not feeling quite good enough. And four, fear. And then the five ways or tactics we're going to use to get unstuck. Number one, we're going to take action. Number two, we're going to step out of our comfort zone, which goes along with that action. Three, we're going to check our mindset. And remember, we talked about that expectations are evil, which just remember that and to give ourselves some grace. Number four, we're going to journal and we're going to write things down, and then we're going to reflect on if that's what we accurately are experiencing. And five, we're going to refocus our thoughts and create more positive loops in our brain. I just want to say, I know feeling stuck isn't fun, and it can be difficult to dig yourself out, but listening to this podcast tells you it tells you you are ready to do something about it. And that is one of the biggest things. You're ready to take some action. And I so hope that you found some of these things I talked about today helpful and actually feel like you can just take that first step. You need to take those first steps in order to create the life you want. I'll leave you with one of my favorite quotes by Tony Robbins. Where focus goes, energy flows. I love it. I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to hear about it. Please send me a DM or send me a voicemail on my website. Tell me how you're doing. Tell me if any of these things struck a chord with you. I would love to support you in your journey as we learn and grow. Have a good one. 
Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.